Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the film podcast on a terrible journey to find the ultimate sweet spot between a film so bad it's actually fun to watch and a bad film that is just plain unwatchable. My name is Jamie Ballantyne and I'm joined as always by the man who loves a good knob, as seen in 13 Ghosts, it's Joe Thompson everyone. (laughs) How are you doing this evening, buddy? <laughs> Hang on a minute. I don't, I don't even get that reference, but I'm into it. What the- <laughs> uh, love's a good knob. You're complaining about all these shots of all the knobs and levers and corridors in 13 Ghosts. Oh. <laughs> all right. I do like these carry-on intros. They're fun. They make, they, they make, they make me happy, mate. How are you? You okay? Yeah. I, I mean, t- two confessions. First confession... Uh, I forgot my, I couldn't find my notes for the intro quick enough. So actually that isn't what I originally had written down. So I just improv that in the moment. So great. Um, quite happy with that. <laughs> and B, the more I listen to a podcast, the more I realize I start off with such high energy and like, hello and welcome. And then by the end, it's like, uh, yeah, just follow us on the socials and yeah, I'll see you next time. <laughs> the energy dips, like even just look at the sound wave and see like the levels of just how much a crap well, like, ha- drains us. I have to us. say, whenever I listen to a podcast, by the time I know it's their wrap up, I'm usually turning off. So you probably yeah. just know that psychologically that you're like, most people are going to have turned off at this point because they know it's coming to the end. Um, so that's that why me, we'll get our plug in. Uh, that's me as well. But that's why we need to get our plug in now for the socials. Hit them. Well, exactly, exactly. And and just cued by magic, uh, guys, I wanted to <laughs> pop a friendly reminder that you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Crapflix Podcast for our weekly animated releases for each new episode. We also share some visual gags that we notice from the films we're watching, a plug on the podcast that we love, and generally talk about films all day long with people. So if you want to get involved in the community, jump right in. There's a space on the sofa for you, man. Crack open a beer and kick back. Lovely. And also, if you want any of our merchandise, by the way, I'm wearing our uh, my Crapflix and Chill t-shirt today. You can't have it because they don't exist. <laughs> There's only two in the world and one belongs to Jamie and one belongs to me. There you go. Anyway, I mean, bye. I don't know if, if this if this ever got got more than two listeners, I might try and put my uh, my t-shirt up on eBay and see see how much I can um, flog an original Crapflix t-shirt for. If you would actually it. like a Crapflix podcast t-shirt, please do email at crapflixpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We can absolutely make that happen. Right, yeah. Joe, three for three, baby. We, we've had some some spookies already. I mean, it's still the autumnal season. We've uh, just had Halloween, though for reasons of production, I can't ask you how your Halloween is because it technically hasn't happened yet. But what treats do you have in store for me tonight? Well, tonight, Matthew, tonight, that's an old reference. No one's going to get that, are they? Um, tonight, Jamie, uh, I thought we'd go for a good flicks. Uh, <gasps> our, uh, one, of, one of our, maybe one of two, but possibly just one of one Ooh. good flicks for this season. Um, bearing in mind, we've done a few of them uh, in the past. I thought I'd continue that now uh, with a fantastic film. And I've actually Easter egged it in the first episode of this season. So you yes. might know what's coming. I, I reckon um, already, I reckon I know what it is. But, yeah. So okay. following, uh, all I'm going to say, actually, rather than giving a synopsis is following the hype of Squid Games, I thought, why not take a bit of a journey into some uh, Oriental cinema? And tonight, my friend, we are going to watch the impressively awesome Battle Royale 1. Yay! Do, do you know that's Yay. so, so spooky? I was sat on the Amazon Prime homepage today and I was just like, oh, Battle Royale's there. Maybe I should watch that sometime soon. <laughs> um, I will read the synopsis for anyone that doesn't know what this film is, uh, because it's going to be an interesting one to listen to if you've never heard of it. Uh, 42 ninth graders are sent to a deserted island. They are given a map, food, and various weapons. An explosive collar is fitted around their neck, and if they break a rule, the collar explodes. Their mission, kill each other and be the last one standing. The last survivor is allowed to leave the island. If there is more than one survivor, the collars explode and kill them all. So it's a Absolutely. cuddly friend. Friendly Woodland Romp, and it's a family film, so invite your kids. But it is absolutely a, a good flux. Banned in America for quite some time. Came out in the year 2000, believe it or not. Um, and we're not going to start at the very beginning, friend. I'll tell you where we're going to start and pick up from. Cool. Should we do a little countdown as per usual? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay. Three, two, two one. Play! play! 
Oh, buddy, this is exactly the right kind of uh, good flicks I need. Yeah, uh, so we've decided to skip forward uh, to the part where the kids wake up in uh, a classroom setting uh, with uh, weird collars around their neck uh, for for a few reasons, really. It's a long film. It's, it's close to two hours, and I, d- I wanted us to get straight into the heart of the action rather than, like, kicking off with some intros. Um, but the kids are waking up, realizing what's going on, or at least trying to realize what's going on, and... Uh, and working out stuff. But so what's your relationship with Battle Royale, Jamie? Oh, so I watched it um fairly, fairly close to when it was released. Um can't think exactly, but it was around that time, you know, of like watching The Matrix and Donnie Darko, like early, early noughties kind of stuff. Um, alongside the likes of Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Um, but I in- instantly fell in love with it. The the ultra violence, the like the survival of the fittest, survival horror, the death game element, which I'd never seen before in film. This is obviously way before any of the Saws or Hunger Games or anything like that. So this is my first kind of like, um, uh, yeah, dive into this kind of genre. And I just thought it was so clever and creative and a fascinating concept. Um, And just super, super cool. You know how it is when you're young and you're like, oh my God, look at this like, cool uh foreign film that i'm watching it's so much different to american cinema yeah my uh i had a i have a young introduction to this as well uh watched it in early to mid primary school uh everyone was hyping about it being like oh it's so scary it's this it's this and i i remember it was just on channel four at one point and i watched it just randomly came across it and then i was um yeah, pretty pretty intrigued by it, and uh, I'm I'm like you. I love the kind of death game scenario. It's very very um, sort of Oriental cinema, like uh, Japanese Korean type cinema. Often has cinema and TV often has this kind of death game. Hence the popularity of Squid Games and things like that now. But this is like to me, uh, such this an is the OG film. Come on, oh, it's yeah. the OG. Like I'm digging around. I'm sure uh, I'm. Not cultured enough, although I do w- love watching a lot of um, Asian cinema, mostly Japanese, but I'm getting more into Korean cinema um, and love the, the old school old boy. But I'm sure like this has been done quite a lot within that, that realm. So it's only, it's only really still recently-ish that the Western market's really taken off. Yeah. And, uh, you know, interesting tidbit, this teacher here is uh, Beat Takeshi, and that's uh, Takeshi from Takeshi's Castle. So um, I yeah. fucking love Beat Takeshi or Takeshi Kitano. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw some fa- facts back at you. Um, he does a wonderful film called Hanabi, where he's like an ex-retired uh, gangster, and it's really beautiful and equally really kind of quite brutal as well. Um, fantastic actor, director. I think he, he's involved in video games as well. Ah. Oh. Probably. Can't the man yeah, do? Yeah, ledge. So, if you're one of these kids and you've just woken up in this class, a recognisable teacher is there, and you're all, you're wearing collars. What would you be thinking? Oh, thinking this is some sort of like um, sh- shitty, like special detention. Where at worst, those collars may shock me, or they're just to like track me. I would not for a second think there was a bomb in my neck. Yeah. Although what one thing I don't understand is this is like a culture um, thing in Japan within the the fiction of the movie that they have this game every year where they pick a new classroom. So how do these people not know what's going on? Like, is it not uh, a thing that's I, just well I, known? I suppose they're okay. So to put a bit of background in this, the uh, the um, Japanese government decide that the kids kids these days, teenage uh, well adolescents are uh, too unruly. So those zoomers random lottery and one class a year has to compete in this battle royale um as a way of teaching them about you know the uh, (laughs) how lucky they are to be an adult and whatever else but um they uh it is mad but i I suppose they're supposed to be so unruly that they wouldn't read the news so i guess or something or they just probably wouldn't believe it actually happened to them or something that's how unruly these kids are relatively known they would as soon as they got the collars on, they'd be like, holy shit, this is from that game. Yeah, it is weird. It's no, weird I, no I think you're right, knows. Joe. I think these kids are so unruly and so rebellious, they don't even read the news. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I would say there was a time when I was a teenager that didn't really read the news very much, but you'd think you'd know about the murder island of, of children, but yeah. Yeah, well, specifically that, like, the fact that probably is only happening to your nation as well, like the geography of it. It's, it's very Japanese to have a concept where the adults in the film are trying to teach the younger generation to be more respectful. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's so well, because respect is such a big part of uh, so much culture over there. But the fact that there's also this massive like age um, gap. I love, I love the, I love the complete hammer necessariness of this. Whoa, <laughs> dead like, teacher! Lots yeah, of... It's like here's your fucking teacher. Go fuck yourself. Also, how the yeah. fuck did he die? Because there's just like random blood splattered everywhere. It's so elaborate, and it's okay, like he's, they he's could have just shot. said, "And we killed your teacher," but it's like here's your dead teacher. <laughs> and now like, we have to wheel him all. Like, <laughs> It's like the way they wheel in this oh, TV love, to do like a class presentation. I love this. I love the kind of campiness of this and the kind of happiness of it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome amazing. to Battle Royale. You're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, do you think that's an adult pretending to be a teenager? Or do you think that's a teenager that's just been roped into doing it? Um, I think it's an adult. Like, I think they female Japanese uh, actors have like just a slightly oh, wait, high hang on, pitch hang on, something important is going to happen Ooh, bang boom. whoa that guy is lethal with a knife one down so a girl's just got stabbed in the head by a throwing knife I mean at this uh, point you she would was be whispering. freaking out I mean I don't like whispering at the cinema or anywhere else so I'm with him at this point <laughs> I'm sorry, but not many kids are going to make it through school if every time someone talks in class, you've got a knife thrown in your head. <laughs> the thing I love about this film is there's literally a body count on the screen every time someone dies, so it just says 41 remaining because there are 42 kids in total on this game. Yeah. Uh, and I just love that countdown. You would, like, I know we have this conversation, especially in horror movies we watch about at what point in the film would you believe it? I, I think you'd believe now, it at this point. <laughs> I'd have believed it... Uh, I think I am well read enough to have to have known about this. You, you would have known the second you woke up and like what. What's so I'd have been shitting myself, me? but to the point where I wouldn't have said anything. But actually, just because people aren't speaking doesn't mean they don't actually know what's going on here. This could be a fair yeah. few students that didn't know what was up. They just didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Uh, another question: How does an ex-teacher or ex-head teacher, I can't remember which one he is, of a class, suddenly get roped into being like? the leader of this particular thing. Dunno, paid money? Dunno. Um love the so, sweep of all the faces. Love it. This is this is one thing I do do remember love about watching it. They all have such distinct characters and personalities. Um yeah. and like they've all got their own different like arcs and stuff. And there's some you're like, oh I wish I saw more of that. And there's other ones who are like, oh I can't wait for these two to cross over because they're like there is a protagonist, but it's got everyone's got quite nice screen time yeah it's not like the protagonist and everyone else is a bastard like there's some really nice people on this island which isn't fun because then it's that reality of being like 42 go in and only one can come out that's the horrible bit well they're being told at the moment that they're if they try and evade or stay in a danger zone because it's a gridded island uh, they will get their necks blown up well mate that's this is where Fortnite ripped it off from you know, you can't mm. have people running around a giant map for ages. You've got to close them down and shrink that zone eventually. So, and People always say that Hunger Games ripped this off. I think they're such different films. I really yeah. do. And actually, other than it being a death game, it's really different. There's barely any similarity at all. Well, I think the big thing for me is Battle Royale's very much focused on the battle royale it's these guys in the moment from start to finish it's like really fast paced but it's just on the island whereas the thing that fascinates me more about the hunger games is looking at the bigger picture of society and all the different classes and why it is the world's the way it is oh shit so that's nobu who was uh nanahara who's the main guy's best friend uh, who's just had his neck blown up because he was a cocky little shit and actually you missed a scene at the start because we cut forward but he slashed the teacher's ass with a um, with a little knife uh, when they were at school, and this is kind of the comeuppance for that, I suppose. Well, he um, also got slashed just then in the bum before his neck exploded. So you know what comes yeah. around, what goes around comes around. Yeah, there's actually some really good background acting in this. Every time you look at a kid, they're all acting really well. Um, 
it's pretty good. Oh, so he's looking at a very conv- he's looking at a very convenient Polaroid that he has of the three of them or the two of them that he's just found in the blood. So yeah, do you think uh, it's one of those films where they um uh they deliberately don't maybe tell some of the like these are all quite I mean some of them might be a bit more adult. But some young actors, they don't tell them exactly how certain things are going to happen. So there's an element of genuine shock, as if you were discovering this for the first time. A hundred percent. I reckon that's exactly what the director did. Yeah. Like I mean, he, he knows exactly what's noises. going on. But I like the idea of saying, yeah. oh, we'll just compress this button and then you'll like die. And they didn't tell them how like violently prosthetic explosion would be or something. Three days. Three days to, three days to fight till the death, basically. Uh, and there's there's really no way out. If they try and uh, swim away, they'll get blown up. If they yeah. try to stay in a certain area, they'll get blown up. So if they try and take off the collar, blow that. Like, do you think the luck of this game uh, comes down to the first few moments where you get your? I mean, they're about to get them now. Uh, their little survival packs, like purely based on the idea, like they all get like little bits of survival gear but in terms of like the weapons and you know the shit ones and the good ones do you think that really makes the biggest difference or do you think if you're smart and play tactically you can swoop in and get other stuff once other people die or you know what would be your game plan Uh, yeah i think that's a really good question i think it has to depend on what you start with that really does make the game because if you start with an offensive weapon so like a, a like a a lethal weapon that can work and in your favor, then you've got a much better upper hand than if you start with an invasive weapon or a crap, like a uh, joke weapon. Like one of them gets a pot lid. Like I think it's Nanahara who pot gets, lid? Yeah. or does he get the fan? No, I think he gets a pot lid, a pot lid yeah. Uh, and then she, uh, the beans. main girl gets binoculars. So it's like, great. But then someone else gets like a PDA kind of system that shows you where everyone is on the island. I so, think that's a really least, cool one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very different game to having something that can defend yourself or attack someone. So they're being told that they get food, water, a map, a compass, a torch, uh, and they've obviously got a knapsack. So they've got a bit of food and rationed water, I suppose. And the girls have been told they can take personal items, which I guess is whatever's in their own bag, do you think? I think it's just anything for periods. But again, when do they get that out? Where's that from? I know. Uh, uh, Plot point. You, you found the biggest hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, if it's not clear from what we've already said, um, they get randomly allocated a weapon in this and it can range from something as great as a shotgun to something as terrible as a uh, paper fan and anything and all in between. So it's supposed to randomize the game. So now they're being uh, told to leave in order, uh, I guess alphabetical order, boy and girl. Uh, and the first guy that's left is a comically large nervous guy. <laughs> I guess Who's this right actually up. presents an interesting challenge of if it's a film people haven't seen before, and you, I mean, you can, you can kind of hear the film audio in the background, but we don't make it a big focus um, because it's all in um, Japanese and we're watching it with subtitles. I guess we do have to explain quite a bit constantly about what's going on whilst also trying to have like a narrative and discussion about it. Yeah, I mean, I will say at this part. Again, not only what weapons you have, but another big important factor as to what you would do in this game is how soon you leave. Because if you're one of the first, you've got the upper hand as well. Whereas if you're leaving last, everyone is placing around the island already. But imagine if you were first out, Joe, and you got given a shotgun, and okay, at this point you believe it because you've just seen two people die, would you just sit outside and just shoot as they just walked out? Would you buy into it that quickly to kill your... No, 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 no. So I, I, I would I would hope and assume that we would either truce or something would happen. Like I don't... You'd try and link even up with your if, mates, wouldn't you? Even if I'd just seen two people die, I would assume that was because they were being unruly. And I would assume that the message is supposed to be, if you all work together, you deserve to be in society rather than... If you all just cause chaos, like that's a much stronger message, isn't it? I say important plot point. One of the girls has just thrown away her, uh, her weapon. So she's basically given back her bag, Ooh. which basically is like, I guess, a red flag, a white flag in some way, isn't it? And now um, we have the two cool transfer students. And you can tell they're cool because they have bandanas and they're wearing different non-uniforms. Yeah. 
I'd be really disappointed if I was in it, if I was one of the kids in this and I didn't get like my name called out and a shot of me leaving. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> obviously not that important. I mean, I can't remember if they go through all forty-one people. Or is no, it they don't. No. Now? no, they just they just keep going. I love how he comes in and just demands his bag back, a uh, different bag. Do you reckon he's really quickly seen that it's not? Oh, I suppose because that wouldn't have been his bag, would he? Because the other one. No, hang on. I don't know why. I, th- I think he just looked in and went, uh, I don't have my shotgun. Can I please go and grab... Like he's, he, he gets the shotgun from the off. I'm not sure how many of the other students he actually kills because he comes across Anahara oh, so they are, and they, they are taking their own school bags as well as given a bag, right? So that's why they can take their personal stuff. So, oh, okay. I mean, also, if I was going on a school trip in this world where a school trip could lead to a death island, I'd probably pack something else that could kill people just in case I needed it. <laughs> So sorry, you, you're going on like um, one of those coach trips to go and see uh, all the uh, the World War One sites in France. Uh, you know, I'm just going to pack a machete in my bag just in case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> customs won't mind. So I definitely wouldn't be walking out there. I'd be running full speed. Yeah. Okay, now he's run. Oh. So the terrain of this island is I don't know overgrown and green. I guess. Oh, there's a girl Ooh. with an arrow in her neck. That's another one. Bites the dust. Oh, God damn it. We should, I should have a beer, Joe. We could do a great drinking game. Oh, wouldn't it? Oh, that's not nice. Eesh. So goodbye to number whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. The fat I mean, guy the... who was nervous is running at them with a crossbow. Amazing. Great weapon, by the way. Silent and deadly. And oh, he's falling down re- the hill reusable, like a um, Reusable ammo as well. Yeah, but you have to collect it. That's not very nice, is it? Well, in his shape, maybe not, but... See, I think his reaction is quite genuine at this point. He's panicked, he's killed someone, whether he meant to or not, and now he's freaking out, and now that's got him killed with a crossbow to the heart. Ouch. And then this guy, like, you, yeah, you would be frightened, other than the two transfer students who know exactly what's going on. <laughs> 38, 38 remaining. remaining. Drink. <laughs> Where would you try and run to? Like, you have a map. What kind of a place would you head for? The high ground, Anakin. I have the high ground. Would you go to high ground? God, yeah. Um, I know they'll, they'll they'll shift you around with the changing map uh, locations with your collar. But, I mean, you'd want... Realistically, you'd want somewhere sheltered. But ideally, you want to either A, be able to see a lot of the island or basically be in a position where you can see someone coming up on you. So go to some sort of mountainous, cavernous thing where there's only one entrance in or hide up in the trees or something like that, at least in the first night. My instinct would be to run to a cave like this. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying like a cave on top of a mountain or something, not like one down by the beach. Ah, oh, poor girls locked in the toilets. Quite a stylish back kick, though. <laughs> so, you know. Somebody knows kickboxing. I mean, I don't know what they seem to think is ugly about her. She looks fine. <laughs> so this is uh, Noriko, the uh, the girl um, who Nanahara is kind of buddied up with. Um, I, I think his did he memory, fancy her his, beforehand? Or? No, I think his I think his best mate, the one who died, liked her. Yeah, I think that's what we're about to oh, find out in this. And uh, now we've flashback. Got a flashback. Yeah, cool room though. I like it. I like it. Nice lighting. There's a nice, like, there's a nice br- fucking bright but lovely orange sunset <laughs> going on. I think the, the there's a supernova happening outside that room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're incredibly close. No, to no, the Jamie, sun. come on. This is a good flick. I love it. <laughs> I am um, seeing all of those stacked up manga books by him just makes me think of. Uh, when I read through the man- the Battle Royale manga, which, by the way, if you've not read, Jamie, is fucking incredible. So it's like... It's, I think I have, but a long It's time like ago. 20 I volumes, I think. And it's the most graphic, gory, makes this look like child's play. The story is even more interesting. You get to know each of the characters even more, like... It's just mad. And actually, for a lot of it, by the end, when they're actually... When they die, you're like, oh, because you kind of get to know Spoiler. them and, like, what their drivers are. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Not many of them are going to come out of this alive. So that'd be such a flop, wouldn't it? If it was a movie with this premise and most of them survived, you'd be like, "Great." Yeah. 
But I think that's what like uh, what we've just seen from that like off. We're only. I mean, look. I know. We, I know. We started five minutes in, but we're, we're we're twenty minutes in, and the pace has just been on from the start. Like this is what 100%. I this is what I said about. Okay, it's slowing down a little bit here, just to give like a bit of backstory. But the actual exposition of the film is worked in a way as we're praising again Final Destination compared to some of the other uh, horror flicks. It's woven in such a way where it just gets on with it, but makes it. Um, it's not rushed. It is clearly explained what's going on. Okay, cool. Right, they're here for this. That that's happening. Blam, blam, bang. Oh, four of them already dead. Right, cool. Bang. Let's let's keep going. Yeah, I do also like the film structure of an elimination game because you kind of you know it's it's funneling towards an ending, and I think that's quite interesting. Uh, and it's it provides a good uh, frame for the whole show, you know. Or whole well, it ha- it's a little. Bit, it's a bit like what people enjoy about like betting on horse races and stuff. In your mind, you're kind of like, oh, I wonder if that person's going to survive or. Um, you know, not to get too too off topic with this, but it's it's the same kind of euphoric enjoyment you get from watching something one of our favorite TV series, Survivor, because you're kind of like working trying to work out people's strategies, and if you haven't seen it before, like reckoning who you think's going to win, but then somebody dies unexpectedly, like oh that's a game changer, and that makes you rethink. Like you're always like analyzing and engaged with the film and Survivor. So um, they're in a big, you can see now a big control room that has a big grid map that shows where all of the players are with their numbers. It also has uh, status updates on and health bars almost for each player. Yeah. Showing that the gamification of it, their health information from their collar. Um, And what the nut, one of the uh, foreign exchange students is now being picked on by five or six people in some kind of gang. The cool kids gang. They're cool. Who have gang, they? Yeah. yeah, they've got like Uzis and nunchucks and pistols. I, th- I think what the girl's just got a grenade. Can we just look at her hands? Not, not. The, <laughs> yeah, I think she, she has that? a grenade. <laughs> but boom! Look, at, this is what I mean. This guy started off with a fan. He let them get close enough. Took the Uzi. Shot them all up. Why would she get up again? What an idiot! Stay the fuck down. Use the grenades. God damn it! <laughs> At least chuck it in your dying breath. Like chuck the grenade at him. Yeah. Look, and now he's so so he's killed this whole group, which means he now has a pistol, uh, two, two grenades, grenades um, an Uzi, an Uzi. Jesus, and quite um, important nunchucks. nunchucks. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, he left the nunchucks. Rookie mistake. Um, and yeah, also quite importantly, if he was really bothered, he could have picked up all of their food supplies. And had like loads of bread. So we're down to 33 people remaining in the game because a clump just died. Fuck me, that'd uh, be seven, our, seven sips or seven fingers of a beer. That's a pint. Our two, our two heroes have hit high ground and they can hear some shooting. So they're wondering what's going on. That would be the, the scary bit too. It wouldn't just be surviving. It'd be wondering what the hell everyone else is doing. It's the unknown. Because like there's, I mean, they're not going to do it in this film because it would be boring as fuck. But there, there must be a conceivable thing that if this happened in real life, and I know they try and oh, shift people isn't... into certain grids, um, yeah, the island's big enough that you could go at least the first day or so without actually bumping into anybody at all and just wandering around, other than if you heard noise, you went to it. Yeah. Um, so this is the girl that threw away her pack, and she's just thrown her other bag off the cliff. So actually, I thought it was Nanahara and, uh, Nanahara and Noriko, because actually haircut-wise, and it was a long shot, it does look a bit like them, but these are different people. Um, so Joe, Joe, Joe. No, no, I actually, let's put a pin in that, because I've got a lot to say about that, um, about what you just implied. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't say anything. Uh, anyway. I know exactly what you're doing. So, they, uh, so a couple, a, a couple of lovers are jumping off a cliff together, which isn't nice. Oh, it's very Romeo and Juliet. Two more. It is realistic, though, that some people would just not play this game. Like, I would like to think that I was virtuous enough to not play, but my, I believe my survival instinct will stay alive. Survival instinct would kick in. However, I don't think I could kill someone unless it was in defense. I really exactly, don't. yeah. And I would argue that the last remainings are defensive, but I also categorically know I wouldn't win this. Well, I was, I was going to say, yeah, in the same vein as like a strategy for winning, again, amazing TV series, a Survivor. Um, you found your cave. Let's say you've got a mediocre weapon. Let's say you've got a knife. You're not going to use it offensively, but you've got it to defend yourself. What would you do your first night? Would you try and stay up all night? Would you keep moving? <laughs> 
I would want to. This is the wrong film, but if you've seen Hunger Games, there's a character called Foxface who just kind of nicks what they need, kind of stays out of the way, is very observant and very speedy and just keeps in the shadows. I'd want to be that person or at least try to be. Just be very evasive, get away from danger, like stay really low and hide. I mean, I know that sounds really pathetic, but it is kind of how I feel. It's a a pro strat. To catch catch people up... uh, this is Megumi, who is Megumi, who is uh, Noriko's friend, and she's been hiding in a little shack, I suppose. And a very obvious psychopath girl has come in uh, to pretend to she talk to her. She turns quickly. She turns very quickly. This like. is Mitsuko, Mitsuko Suma, Soma, who is an amazing character. Uh, very disturbed, but brilliant. So they're laughing like friends. Oh, not anymore. And now anyway. she wants to shock her. It's the petticoats, man. I can see, like, they're brilliant. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a sickle in the neck. So, so we've learned from this scene that Mitsuko is a trickster, and she's someone that will uh, beguile and befriend to try and distract people. And there's two people hanging. Um, so here's my pin. So I was about to rant at some point in this that it really annoys me when people say, because I remember when I first watched this, people were like, oh, it's really hard to tell any of them apart. They look I think completely the different. I think what I said at the beginning, they've all got such unique personalities, characteristics, and okay, yeah, the majority other than the exchange students are wearing the same, you know, boy and girl versions yeah, of the uniform. Yeah, they have a uniform on, and they are all... They are all uh, very dark brown slash black haired. That is the similarity. And I get that, that from first impression, they, there is a similarity. Like if you saw four, uh, 42 brunette Caucasian men and women, you'd be like, okay, there's, yeah. you know, you're, you're telling similar height, the similar specifics age. to their face, but everything else about them is so different. Yeah. And it really, I find it really <laughs> offensive. I think I'd find it. Oh, the the, thing way, the probably... line just then was, here is a list of your dead friends in the order that they died. Lovely. I love the this. This is an announcement. Yeah. What a morning. What a lovely announcement. The one thing I would say is I would definitely struggle to remember all of their names. I think that's very that's a very cultural thing that, you know, these are names that I'm hearing for the first time. And it's like, oh, okay, there's a Smith, there's a Bob, there's a, a Joanna in there. Kind of Interestingly, almost every Japanese name ends in a vowel. But um I uh Good fact. I even thinking about the six people that just got killed by uh, Kiriyama, who's the badass exchange student. Because he's got they, red in, hair. In the manga, every one of those has a backstory as well. So it just shows you how quickly a film has to just eliminate these Get people. Into it. Yeah. I'm not saying people don't die en masse, but it's more that even if they do, you kind of know them anyway. Um, so he's reading out coordinates that they have to write down on their map, which uh, I think I would probably get this wrong. <laughs> I'll be asleep. <laughs> this is what I realized. I did not pay enough attention in orientation in uh, like scouting. And yeah, yeah. Shit. I'll be like, why, 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 why doesn't my phone have signal to use Google Maps? That's a good question. Do you think there's anyone that would meet someone else and try and befriend them rather than being like instantly trying to kill them. I mean, my strategy would certainly be try to be if you bump into someone trying to prove within that you're this not group. dangerous. Do, do you mean within this film or just in yeah, general? Yeah, well, uh, well, in this film, but like I would feel like in real life if it was my year group, there are people that I could probably try and convince to work with oh, me. Oh yeah. Like uh, there's, there's definitely people who if I think like the people I knew at this stage and went to school with even if they weren't my friends, like I wouldn't be straight away. Be like, right, no, I'm not very close to. You. I'm going to kill you straight away. I think you'll try and talk it out. Some of these kids are turning quite quickly. I would say, and this boy now has an accent, which makes head. me think these are people that do know what's up. They do know what this is and what they have to do. Yeah, but also just how rebellious and rambunctious this uh, Japanese youth is, Joe. They can just take to arms like that up to water well if they're unruly they're probably more used to fighting i suppose but yeah a guy just got just accidentally axed himself in the head it was quite good did nanahara do it not really they just kind of fell down the hill didn't they just had a bit of a tumble how did he miss the guy just shot from about two meters away oh but he's doing all the maths as well x equals minus b over two a yeah so you know so you know he's a uh you know he's maths you know he's uh supposed to be clever well, he should be better aiming if he knows the trajectory of physics. He's dead. <laughs> well, nearly. Now he's dead. 
See, he's what not do you that need, clever. Joe? He ran straight towards a shotgun. But what did he also run against? The high ground. It's over, Hadakin. I thought you were my brother. This guy with the um, Kawada with the headband and the cool like shotgun. This is who you think you would be if you were on this island. Oh, absolutely. I'd be. I'd rip my jumper and straight away like tie the sleeve around my head as a bandana. I'm the guy that just stabbed himself in the head with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, which which characters do you think we'd really be? Because there's there's that group of friends, the other group who um they're the 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 other techies who are trying to like figure out the bomb. And work out that I think you're one of them. I would like I to. Think I, I do think I'm clever. I think you're that, a hacker. But... No, but I think you're part of that group. Um, so to give you a bit of plot, um, two girls are trying to megaphone to everyone to tell them to stop fighting, and that they're on the hill and they should all get together and work it out. Would that which be is... you? No, because I don't think I'd be that stupid. But I would. I would probably be intrigued and look at what's going on. Well, this is it. Like it would. It's it, it's drawing people to kind of that, and I think. Whether you knew it or not, a lot of people are in this area right now, even just to observe. Yeah, I do feel sorry for them. They bless them for trying. Like, is it very obvious framing that they've got this exchange student in like a white Rambo heroic look, and the other one in kind of like jet black evil villain? Uh, almost certainly, get yeah. Up. yeah, almost certainly. But with cool red hair. Uh. Oh no! And they've just got guns. Down. Oh, good. The two the two young girls are just being oozied at close range. So this is and a now everyone film. else scatters. And uh, Mitsuko's in somewhere <laughs> somehow. <Yeah. laughs> oh, this is this is Kiriyama's music. I oh, love the score of very, this uh, film. Be prepared it's so by Lion King, isn't it? Like <laughs> yeah. Be prepared. Like the strings are just so epic. Oh, this isn't nice. Oh, I didn't like that when I first watched it. Oh, oh just it literally is. a brutal. And again, this is what they could get away with for cinema. Like you said, the, the actual manga itself is horrifically more violent. But I mean, mangas normally are. It's so good, though, the manga. And I've also read the novel, which is, again, very, very good. So Ooh, I'm a novel. big fan of this. Big fan of this. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend the novel if you haven't read it, mate. Because actually there are slight differences in the story for all three of them, which I find quite interesting. Well, that's it. My the the complaint of last week's film, Thirteen Ghosts, of being like, I want to know more backstory about um, each of those ghosts. Like that's something I'd personally find more interesting. Uh, isn't a complaint I necessarily hold to this film, but I would not say no to any of that extra information. Twenty four remaining. remaining. Good God. Yeah. Is that just after? Uh, is that has it been a full day? Or is that that's just the morning? It's only been a morning, yeah, yeah. But I suppose at the start there would be like a big surge when then it would probably calm down. Because you'd get all the nutters who would want to do it straight away. And then you'd want... Jamie. <laughs> I'm listening, but I'm singing the song as well. <laughs> then, you'd, then you'd have all the people who were just hiding. And I think more people would hide than they are showing in this. But I suppose you're not seeing all the other ones off screen that are probably hiding right now. So... Well, again, there's like the other groups which they don't come into contact with until like day two or kind of like nearer the end. Take a little lunch break from the killing. Did look quite nice. That's lunch. when you kill everyone when they're having lunch. Well, this is it. Like again, is there a tactic for like going around at night? If you, if for example, so yeah, for example, if you had that person tracker and you didn't have a weapon but you had that, would you just try and find someone to sleep during the day and then at night? Um, go around and try and kill everyone in their sleep silently. Uh, you know where, you know I, where everyone's are. You I, need to kill one person with a weapon to get one. I think you are too disarmed at night. Like, But then it is a smarter move because you're less visible. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd be Frozen too cons. freaked out to move around at night. So Mitsuka's travelling back into her house. An evil bitch oh. has just been caught red-handed by a quite sexy other one, if we can say that. For young girls. Am I going to get in trouble with the Chill Awards? I don't know, but I don't think she's got, she got style. I like her. She's very, very pretty. And it has nothing to do with the schoolgirl outfit, in case anybody was wondering, slash probably not, but now I've dug myself into a hole. So she's being <laughs> accused by someone else in the school about... Um, uh, that she killed that girl with the sickle, which she did, but she's uh, playing innocent. 
I mean, it's circumstantial evidence. It's admissible in court, but this ain't court. I found a tampon in the toilet. I've just checked, Megumi. She wasn't having her period. Bang. But you started yours yesterday. Do girls know when each other's periods are? Yeah. Really? Let us know in the comments below. Or write in to <laughs> crapflixpodcast Please at gmail.com. If I've ever wanted people to not write in, it's, it's now. Thank you. I just want people to say hello. See, this is it. Some of them are turning on each other just because, like, oh, you bullied me once, and the second they're, like, in a position of power with a gun over them, it it's that Stanford experiment. It really gets to their head quite quickly. Yeah. But I think it's 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 not too unbelievable. Some of them turn too quickly, but at this point now... Well, this well, this girl is, like, you're a, you're a murderer, so she's trying to have a go at her. You're a murderer. I also didn't like you anyway, and this is real. Oh, shit. Tables of turn. She just disarmed her, got a gun, has a stun gun. See, that's shit, because that girl, Hironu, there, she started with a gun. You think that would get her quite far? Bet she didn't even fire it once. But she's just been shot twice in the back, so she's out. 23 remain. <laughs> Drink. Yeah, I wish we were drinking. That would be a great one. Oh, it's such a good film. I think it's the setting is amazing. I love this idea of this like completely helpless situation. I love trying to think about playing out scenarios of what I would do. I've also, as a side note, always thought this would make an incredible first person shooter type game. Uh, or, or just something with, with, with a lot of strategy involved where you'd have to try and befriend or work on the social side as well as just killing. But the hard, the hardest thing about designing a game around this would be convincing any player that they shouldn't just kill everyone. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's like their life isn't at so, stake. So it would have to be that certain types of randomizing of who you are or what weapon you get is that you can't, you physically couldn't win that way. You know, like almost like if you get like a weakling with a crap weapon, then you can't just go for an all out offensive because you'll die straight away. Like, that's the only way you could balance that game. You'd have to really focus on the survival skills and make that, like, a big element in terms of, like, finding places to sleep, like, rushing your food, controlling your movement. Keeping like, watch, yeah, You can't, yeah, yeah. You can't just run around trying to shoot everybody. Making making allies, yeah, and things like that. Um, so Noriko, the girl, is feeling nauseous, uh, so she's uh, passed out, I think, and Nanahara is taking her to a medical centre of some kind, like an abandoned one, I guess. It's a, it's a weird disused island. I know there's lots of islands... And then around Japan, some of them are absolutely gorgeous. Um, it seems weird to like, it does have this obviously the big like military facility or like whatever it used to be. It's obviously been turned into the headquarters as well. And, oh, I know what I would do if I saw it on the map. The lighthouse. Of course you go to the lighthouse. That's such an obvious like hold up point. Well, I don't actually know if we're going to reach a scene that's set in the lighthouse, but if it's not, we'll certainly talk about it afterwards. Because it's a very impactful. But again, I, I still think there's there's an element of you would need to pair up in that. Like, if you're going to survive the night, you would have to have people taking shifts, watching out. So, can't go alone, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I the the most interesting thing to me is thinking of a, like what if scenarios. Like, what if this exact same group of kids were put on this island, but they all got given different bags and how different that would be and what would happen to the game. Like, like, cause I do think a lot of it plays out for circumstantial reasons. Yeah. And e even things like, what if they all have the same weapons, but they left in reverse order or something, you know, it's like, there's so many circumstantial moments to exactly what happened. Really fascinating. So this is the guy who has the, the tracker and he's just come across the, the three hacker guys who are trying to like lift some machinery. Because they're trying to beat the system. Yeah, this is the group that I think you'd be part of, Jay. Because I think you'd be smart and you'd be with the smart lot and you'd work together with people and you would try and find a way to crack it rather than... They found it. a lot of tech very quickly. Did you just count how many cell phones were there? Oh, yeah, yeah. They've each got three, <laughs> three cell phones, two laptops <laughs> like each. Maybe that was in their weapons. They're the cool kids. So Sugimura is the cool kind of, yeah, he's got like a hunkiness about him. He's the guy that's got the uh, personal device that can track people. I don't know if he can actually see who is where, but he can see when people are near him or where I people are. I think it just shows the blips of yeah, I don't think it, I don't even think he would know what numbers people are anyway, but I don't think his device shows him what number is where or name. 
but uh, it, it but he was able to find these three people and he's now moved off but these three are considered to be techies so they're like cool but they know what to do and they're trying to work out a way to get around this process and they've just realized that all of the collars have microphones in them so the people the bad the bad men the bad guys can hear what they're doing I mean, pretty clever tech. It's both a bomb and an audio recorder. Knowing nothing about how to write the language, that looks like a really complicated way to write type. Like every symbol changes after you confirm it. I don't understand. That's like old phones when you have to press like three, three times to get the letter like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could well be that. Um, Yeah, see, I love love what-if scenarios like I was just mentioning. And I think... um, you know, what if someone had met someone earlier on in the game? What if they um, didn't have the exchange students in there? What You know, it's it's mental. Okay, so here's an introduction to another Go-Go. pretty cool character. Uh, yeah, the girl who plays Gogo Yabori and who is also wearing a bright yellow running <laughs> jacket <laughs> that looks a bit like uh, the Kill Bill jacket in, in a kind of comparative way. Um but yeah, so she plays Gogo Yabori from, from Kill Bill Volume 1. And she's very cool and has quite a distinctive big nose. But that's just me being judgmental. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Wow. <laughs> good flicks, Joe. Oh, good well, look at the nose. Hang on. Nose. Boom. Oh, that's a good angle for her nose. Look like her. So, so she happened to have her yellow jumpsuit with her in her school bag because she always loves to go for runs. Yeah, if you did, yeah, just in case you, for any, any eagle eyes, if you are watching along, which I don't think many people do uh, anymore, um, she was just running along and imagining uh, running with uh, a guy that she likes, that Sugimura guy actually. And in the in her imagination, she didn't have the collar on, and then she realised that she was here and had the collar on. I do think running around in an orange tracksuit, a uh, yellow, bright yellow tracksuit, in the middle of a kill jungle is not the best. But. I, do, I That would not be in the full front moment. I was like, oh, I've just woken up now. Oh, I need to go and do my 10K run. Let me just put on my really obvious outfit. But actually, hang on. 10K run, you know, you're a bit of a runner. This might be you. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm You'd definitely be like, doing... Everyone likes me. No one's going to kill me. I'm just going to run through the park. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just been accosted by the guy from the beginning who nicked the... Um, <laughs> from the juggle mode. from uh, Who nicked the crossbow. Because he accidentally killed number one. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's trying to get lucky. So she's kind of cool. She's a bit of a cool customer. She's just been accused of being a virgin. You know. I mean, there's an element to this. If you knew you were going to die, I might try and find. If I, and I was uh, linking up with somebody who was like, you know, what? I quite fancy you. Uh, shall we? Should we just get it on? We're going to die anyway. What's the big deal? Well, then you are this does guy. That, does that go through anybody's mind? Does that make you this sex pest guy, then? You, you've you've now referred to me to, like, six characters in this thing. I, I don't know where I stand in this game. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing what he's doing. I wouldn't be threatening someone with a crossbow for sex, please. You know, I, I don't pay for it. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you, young man. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Oh, that would. is character uh, to, assassination. Joe, <laughs> sure. I do not pay uh, for strange. I, 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 I take that back. Jamie, I've never seen with my own eyes Jamie use a crossbow to try and get sex. <laughs> that is slander and I'll see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> but equally, I'm not sure in, in this scenario whether my moves would be working. Um, so Chiguza, aka Gogo Yabari, has just been scarred with an arrow across her face and she looks mental, so something's happening. Now she's turned into Gogo from Kilbo and she's... Are there any crazy like crossover theories that she somehow no. <laughs> secretly survives this and that's how she gets involved with Oranishi? That would be cool. I'm sure there's some kind of fan Ooh, story out there. She's got a switchblade. Switchblade against a crossbow though? Yeah, but this guy's pissing himself and he's not gonna, yeah, I don't think he's reloaded. That's the problem with the crossbow, even if that's slightly automatic. Ooh, oh, knife to the back. She's a bit of a badass, this girl. I like her. The feet. Some of the female characters in this are. She like stands proper, out. Proper, proper skilled. Some of them are, yeah. Some of them stand with a megaphone and talk about fancying Nanahara. So. <laughs> oh, oh, no, oh. no, getting stabbed in the cop. Oh, God, oh, she's gone. Nuts, I do not she? want to be this guy. Joe, she stabbed him four I, times. I, twice in the cop. I do not want this to be me. And Mitsuka Summerwear's back. Oh. And this is why the running pays off, because she can dodge bullets. Yeah. 
She's the Flash. Four, four, four shots there. Four bullets wasted. Twenty-two 20, remaining 20, already. 20 remaining. You see, this is the thing. Uh, it's a quick oh, moving that supernova's film. Supernova's come back. <laughs> oh, but then she does meet up with a boy that she loves, but she's dying. So she's she's limped her way to the top of a dam or something, and she's lying there with blood all over her, and she's, you know. Oh, and the guy <gasps> comes in good time. Oh. That's very sad. But, you know, I always felt happy that he actually saw her and got to see her. Yeah, there's, there's like, it's, it's nice that there's a few, like, little love stories in this. Okay, yeah, you had a couple of the earlier couples commit suicide because they didn't want to face it together. But, you know, Nanahara's got a little little crush going on. You've got a bit of a romantic moment here. It's not all death. Well, actually, the, the nuance of this is that she really likes him, but he doesn't really like her. But he is a good friend of hers. See, he's, I, oh he's yeah. a nice See, he guy, just, isn't he? he? He just said, I waited for you outside the school, but you ran off at full speed. Imagine that. Imagine seeing a mate, but then not seeing them again until it's too late. That'd be so depressed, so sad to know that you could have, they could have had the game together and played together. That's it. If you start seeing some of your mates being killed at this point, like it's it's going to send you one of two ways. Either you're going to break down or you're just going to turn and just get like seek vengeance and proper get into it. They must all be just pumped on adrenaline, right? There's no way you're not like yeah. completely batshit, haven't closed your eyes for two days. Like in this Yeah, exactly. Situation. I mean, they, they would be sleep deprived. I'm not sure any of them are properly like sleeping or anything. So she's basically saying, I know that you don't love me, but I kind of love you. So just stay here with me until I die, which is super sad and very touching. And this is what I fucking love about this film is it's, it's got actually heart. it's good. It's got a great story, but it's got heart as well. And to already feel for this girl who, who came onto our screens like what, four minutes ago. And you're already like, Oh, yeah. that's shit. And it's because it's kids dying. Like It's like, it's, she came onto our screens before and stabbed time. a guy in the crotch a bunch of times and we're still like feeling sad that she's dying yeah, that's good cinema it is and it's I, I remember the first time i watched this being really bothered by her death because i was like oh she was cool i liked her and yeah you managed to connect gone. with her very quickly which is good acting but it's also great character development in such a short time and that's what this excels and at bang I think. bang bang yeah it's going to move on now. And also, because it gets, it's so spree-ish sometimes, that's not a word, um, when it does slow down, it, it's more effective. And this music is Skittish. These soldiers must be bored as fuck. They, they get involved at the beginning, and that's pretty much it. Because they're just waiting for these kids to kill, them, kill each other. Just what yeah. a mental job. But also the fact that there's so many of them as if Oh, if all the kids storms the building at the same time with all the weapons, they'd have a chance against a fully armed military. <laughs> you're slacking. I'm disappointed in you. I mean, you're right. There's going to be a big flow at the beginning and it will slow down a little bit. But again, that's the whole them booby trapping the islands to just force them into the same whatever mile radius. Together. You have a map and a pen and he's saying like, I three from nine. What are you putting? Are you putting... Bingo. The time into the <laughs> into the square, or how are you how are you marking that off? Um, yeah, I would I'd, I'd make it. Yeah, you'd have to make a note of the time. You wouldn't just put a cross by thirty. Because this is what like, I well, think I would do. I think I would accidentally just put crosses, then forget what times it was, and <laughs> do it wrong. Like, so I would then just try and steer clear of all of them, and then probably like pen myself into a corner and get blown up. Because again, <laughs> to be fair, in the lovely instructional video, it's all explained. So it's basically saying. You have three days, and each day at these times, you will have to listen out for announcements. And okay, like they might not exactly have watches all of them, but like you're given the tools to survive. So uh, again, I think it's just like you said, it's just the random chance of the weapons. But if if everyone was given the same weapon and the same survival kit, that would be an okay, interesting. Okay, I've always found this really weird. I cannot compute in my head how that girl that's supposed to be Kawada's girlfriend in that picture is the same girl that's in the flashback you're just about to see. Because she's so pretty in the flashback oh, that you see. But so in this guy picture, basically, she looks He basically survived a previous battle royale, as we're about to, to learn, with him and his... Um, uh, his girlfriend. Oh, also, his so, so now they're sweeping across another battle royale, 
And they all look like they died incredibly close together, which is obviously for the purpose of the There was about nine, ten, eleven bodies within like a five foot radius of each so other. E- so either it's a tiny space that they had to fight in, or it's just for cinematic choice, but either way I like it. Could have been both. So remind me. The only the only thing I can't remember is hey, look how pretty she is. She's gorgeous. The the other evil guy, um, volunteered why is this guy as a previous winner brought back uh, well i'll tell you if we don't get to it i mean uh, unfortunately i don't think we, we are joe ness is covered right now that's crazy that one literally went down to the wire they just had the two of them left and they're like right we're going to trigger their collars now and force them to kill each other so many star-crossed lovers so what he's saying, well, he's the thing he's giving now is look, look how pretty. I think she's so pretty, his girlfriend. Well, you can make her your chill award then. Homewrecker. She's basically. He's wondering why she's smiling and saying thank you, but it's because she can't imagine a world without him, right? That's what she's saying. It's really like sad. I, if it was me, look and, at this shot, me and though, Joe. At the it's end, such a cool neo uh, noir shot, like. The, the moonlight coming in from a single window, just like the shadows on his face really strong. He's there smoking and drinking like it's fucking cool. So good. And probably a good time to stop, really. Oh, fine. <laughs> oh, my. That, that's, that is, again, you know, we talk about the traits of a crap flicks. That is a trait of a good flicks. The hour flies oh. by and you don't want it to end. Flew by, didn't want it to end. Absolutely love this. I would love to see the rest of this, uh, rest of this film with you. I know we've both watched it many a time, but, um, I, it's just so good. And there's so many other bits of this that we could talk about that is including like the slightly absurdist ending that happens and, and. Well, we, we some- typically have to do the guess the ending, so we may as well have a little dive in. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know and wouldn't, obviously wouldn't mind us spoiling if you're listening to this. But you should also um, what, go and watch what, it. What Kawada, who is one of the exchange students, the guy that's been kind of helping these main two out, uh, realizes, well, well, explains is that actually he, he knows a way to stop, uh, to finish the game. So he, he brings him along to be like, look, you need to trust me. We can get right to the end of this game yeah. together and I know a way off the island. And they're like, okay. So they've got no choice really because they're kind of a bit useless. So they kind of trust him. And then they get, they're, they're just about to get split up actually as they get attacked by, um, Kiriyama, that badass with, who killed the six guys at the start. Who goes blind is like swinging a samurai sword oh, yeah. and also it, it gets but proper. Before, yeah. Before that happens, there's a big split up between Nanahara and Noriko, which is quite sad. And Nanahara is, is after, a few kind of scrapes and battles is in pretty bad nick anyway he wakes up from uh being unconscious in the lighthouse which jamie mentioned earlier uh where a group of six girls girls, six or seven girls uh, are are camping out and and have taken watch and uh, basically playing house i suppose in this lighthouse and um i think they're so far removed they don't know really what's going on out there so it's all a bit of a joke to them still yeah 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 and then they're like pulling all their weapons and their food and they're cooking actual food on the stove and stuff and unfortunately uh one uh uh, there is a girl that was in the bushes who saw a fight that we we covered on this with um uh, when uh nanahara got attacked by someone called oda who's the one who uh, acts himself in the head and she thinks that nanahara did it so it's terrified of him so when when they protect him and take him into their sort of all girls uh, lighthouse hostel i suppose she freaks the fuck out and tries to poison him with her weapon which was cyanide uh unfortunately though the poison the poison gets uh uh, eaten by it, instead by uh, another girl and then they just have this all-out carnage where there's a basically a a gun show between like all of them as they try and uh, as they all lose faith it in the very quickly so so, so so it's yeah the, the the impact of the scene is watching a like a created family type situation just dissolve into this madness where they're all shooting where a bunch of girls are just shooting but each in other terms in the of the ending life. am i right his plan was something along the lines of like faking their deaths. I, I can't quite remember the yes, technical there's another, there's thing. Another, there's another piece. So the, um, the the guys that I said were, which is where I genuinely, I know jokes, but I genuinely think you would be, Jamie, the guys who I are trying to hack, do actually manage to successfully hack 
or and 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 down the system so that their collars all deactivate um but it only happens for a split second and then they get they all get taken out by Kiriyama. So that's another really unfortunate thing where they could have saved the day, Everybody, but Kiriyama yeah. ruins it. Um, a few other deaths so happen that I won't go into too much detail about. Um, they all kind of get picked off one by one. And at the end, uh, Nanahara, uh, Nanahara, Nor- Noriko and Kawada uh, reach the end where it looks like Kawada has turned on them and looks like he shoots them to death and wins again. Uh, but it turns out they he knew a way all along to deactivate the collars, which is how they got away with it. And then uh, Kawada dies from injuries, and the film ends with Nariko and Nanahara on the run because they are now wanted fugitives from the law. Fugitives. So that's oh, how it yeah. ends. So even 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 after getting through that harrowing situation, they are still on the run forever, etc. Um, it's a great film until for Battle so Royale. We will get into that though. Oh, we will. Battle Royale 2, by the way, in my opinion, is a crap flick. But um, I, uh, uh, Battle Royale is an amazing story, amazing book, amazing manga. Honestly, if you had any interest in reading any kind of foreign material, uh, graphic novels, I cannot recommend it enough. It's amazingly translated. It's very good. The art history is incredible. It's also some of the goriest shit I've ever seen. Look, if, if you are a recent convert, a la 2021, October watching Squid Games absolutely go back and watch this the the bare bones in terms of um what makes a well-rounded death game actually appealing and not like some of the actual western approaches to it or the way the kind of the purge kind of handles it um you will absolutely love Battle Royale um what I love about Squid Games is you know the same things I love about Battle Royale, but what it does for Korean culture, um, and for what Battle Royale massively did for me, especially at a much more younger and impressionable age, about watching this type of cinema and seeing this kind of um, Japanese style of filmmaking and story and graphics and just getting swept up in the whole thing, like it just exposes you to just a whole nother world. Like, and if you like this, there's I can't even recommend enough because even I don't know how much else out, out there that I know I would like, but I just don't have enough exposure to. So, oh yeah. So some of them, okay. So even if you think of animated stuff, there's a the title set it does not sell this at all. But there's a there's a, 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 a another kind of death game type show called the magical schoolgirl raising project which is Ooh. incredible again super gory why haven't you recommended this to me before uh, jamie i've literally told you to watch it a high number of times and you absolutely never watched it. not first time i've heard of it the magical school I girl listen, raising I project i listened to your your recommendations okay jamie you jamie you, okay. you need it to is, watch it's, it it's canon it's on podcast now <laughs> i'll you be really editing this me, whatever that uh, building top massacre one was what didn't you yeah, high top. Uh, massacre. What's it called? Yeah, the Netflix one. So, yeah, high high rise like invasion. That, you will yeah. love. In fact, I think you should go and watch that ASAP because it's very good, and they're all online. Anyway, uh, Battle Royale is absolutely a good flicks for me for the reasons we mentioned: fast pace, amazing story, great characters, amazing plot. Makes you think. I love a film that makes me think. Makes you feel. And and as I said, there's so many what ifs and circumstantial things that happen that just make that will always keep me. And it just makes you think, what the hell would you do if you were one of those kids on that island and had to fight or flight and and work out what the fuck you need to survive? And Jamie, do you think you could survive a battle royale? Um, for the same reason, I don't think I could make it to merge in our Australian Survivor. No, I would die. I don't either. But I think I, I would either freak go. myself out, I would go crazy, or I would um, I would just not watch my back enough or something. Just jack off in the cave, just yeah, killed. and just yeah, die. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, if, it's, if it's appropriate, who is your chill award I was about to say, so this? speaking of, of school kids, the chill award. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hironu, the the one who had the gun um, and the upper hand. Yeah, and who then massively cocked it up. But yeah, again, short screen time for a lot of them, but really, really fit. Yeah, she was fit. Um, And for me, I'm going to go with... 
what's his name? Su- Sugimura, the guy who has the PDA device. Nice guy. Oh, really? Uh, you, you don't see one little tidbit of extra plot that I'll tell you. Um, he's the one that uh, stayed with Chiguza, the girl with the yellow track tracksuit who died. Uh, and he does find the girl he's actually in love with. And plot twist, uh, the girl is so scared she uh, thinks he's going to attack her and kills him, and which kills is very him. sad. Uh, so it's another very touching moment that he came to try and save her. And so she, much tragedy. She did what people would do, which is defend themselves after hiding for three days. Um, so, yeah, uh, I pick him. Tragic, handsome. Not the bad yeah. boys. Intriguing. Intriguing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they are good looking. Both of nice them, guys but, don't you know, always I, finish last, so. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I come first every time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and on that disgusting note i feel i've dug myself into a hole on this one we should end it now um that was crap flicks and chill but a good flick special thank you so much for listening um to our podcast absolutely love love the support love love the support love the support would love to hear from you get in contact with us uh crap podcast at gmail.com with some of your favorite crap flicks good flicks whatever suggestions you have let us know uh, as joe mentioned at the, the top you can follow us over on instagram twitter and facebook crap flicks podcast or at crap flicks podcast i should say rather um give us a give us a like give us a follow give us a review if you enjoyed it uh spread spread the, the by word of mouth that really really does support us and i know everyone says that but genuinely mean a lot to us if you did it and you know most importantly tune in next time for another crap and chill good night good night